SCF Highway to Hope podcast here on Podwheels powered by Radio Nemo. I am your host, Shannon Courier, the Director of Philanthropy with the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. And I am joined with our illustrious producer, Greg Thompson. Greg, it has been a minute since we've connected and I'm excited about this new six-part series. Yes, indeed, Shannon. It's great to be back with you. It has been a while since we've been on with Highway to Hope podcast, but we've been doing some important things behind the scenes with your podcast and with the Pod Wheels Powered by Radio Nemo platform. This series that you spoke about, it's dealing with financial health, and it's a great reentry point for the SCF podcast because you guys deal with health issues all the time and you deal with money, yet these are things that nobody really wants to talk about. We never want to talk about our financial health, even though a lot of us are looking at it every day when we look at our bank statement. Right, so this is a new six-part series. It is on financial health. And let me just take a breather right here and say, don't tune out because you hear financial health. Don't tune out because we're gonna talk about money and finances. This is important stuff. A lot of us overlook the steps that we need to take to have peace of mind regarding our financial health. This information over the course of these next six podcasts is really important for the future, for future success, for future peace of mind, for retirement down the road. If you're younger, you need to be thinking about these things now, putting some things in place for the future. If you have not done that, and maybe you're older and further along in your career, you're going to learn that it's not too late, that you can still put some things in place to help you during your retirement down the road. And Shannon, I've got to give you props because you've brought a wonderful subject matter expert here to talk with us about financial health. Tell us a little bit about Sarah, how you got connected. Yeah, so Sarah Collins, she is an agent with New York Life and St. Christopher Fund had reached out to the Illinois Trucking Association about an in-kind membership with the state association. We really like to be a part of each state associations because it gives us great access to the members and those members are a lot of times willing to share our information with drivers. And of course, drivers can apply for assistance with us if they don't know where you're here. So Sarah saw that we had joined, that we were new members, and she reached out and wanted to introduce herself. So we hopped on a call, and the more we got to talking about what we do and what she does there at New York Life, it really seemed to be a good synergy of information because when drivers reach out to us, we see a lot of applicants who are not in a great place financially. That's why they're reaching out to us. They've come off the road unexpectedly. They don't have any income, and they can't pay their necessity household expenses. We do a lot of talking with drivers because one of the things we do is confirm income versus outgo on their expenses. That has to be put on the applications. The fact is, if you've got $20, next thing you know that your $20 is gone and you think, where did that $20 go? That happens with $500, that happens with $5,000. So when these applicants reach out to us and they start seeing, oh my gosh, where's all my money gone? I have $5,000 a month coming in, but I only have $2,500 and expenses, where has that other $2,500 gone? It really opens an opportunity to see it in black and white, 
people really start to think about what have I been doing with my money? What do I have to show for it? Some may not have insurance. Some may not have short-term disability, long-term disability, all kinds of options out there. So the more I talked to Sarah, she really had great ways, great advice on how to start some of these processes wherever you are in your life, wherever you are in your career, wherever you are in your finances. So it really just seemed like important information to pass along. And I know everybody doesn't love financial talk, but the fact is sometimes we need to listen and be challenged to put our finances down on paper in black and white and just see, are there any changes we need to make? Well, I got to tell you what, folks, this is an excellent series. And Shannon and Sarah start us off by giving us an overview of financial health. Let's take a listen. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Highway to Hope SCF podcast. We're excited to have you today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, as everybody heard, we're going to be talking about financial health. And this is our first part. We're going to talk about general financial health. And everybody don't tune out, right? Because I know people talk about financial health. Oh my gosh, you're going to tell me what to do with my money and I should be saving money, but I don't make any money. So I can't save any money. So I've heard the argument. I know it's out there, but listen, good information is good information. And if you aren't saving money, don't have a plan for saving money, today is a good day to start thinking about that process. So we are going to dig into financial health. Now, explain to us general terms that are easy to understand for those of us that are financially not up on all the terminology. What is financial health? We know what health is and we're taking care of our general physical health. So what is financial health? So financial health is essentially the state of one's monetary affairs. And I think financial health is something that gets overlooked a lot. We focus on health in a lot of areas of our life, but finance isn't really something that's taught in schools. And unless we have someone that's there to guide us, our parents are very like financially savvy. We kind of don't know what to do. We know that we make money and we know that we have to spend money, but we're not really like keeping track of what we're doing with it. And that is the part that can be very stressful for people. People, I think. And then you kind of know that you're off track, but you don't really know how to get back on track. So when it comes to financial health, we can kind of break this down into four categories. How much money are you making? How much money are you spending? How much money are you saving? How much are you borrowing? And then how much are you planning with? So the making money and the spending money kind of go in tandem because we all make money and we all have to spend money. So when it comes to spending, we break that down into our discretionary spending and our non-discretionary spending. And that is basically our necessities versus our non-necessities. And a lot of people, they don't even know how much their necessities cost. They know that they're making money and they're spending money on those necessities, but they haven't even added up what are all their living expenses? How much does it actually cost them to basically live and just go through life? So that's a big portion of it. Let me say this too. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want to stop here because one of the reasons we're talking about this is because of the applications that we see coming in through St. Christopher Fund. We have to have proof that there's a financial need. So we're asking for that information. How much money do you have coming in? How much money do you have going out? 
a lot of times people are busy, drivers are on the road, they aren't writing that information down, looking at it in black and white. They just know I made enough money to cover the expenses that I need to pay for and I have a little bit extra. But when you start, because my husband and I did this many years ago, we saved every single receipt for a year. We put it in categories. This was like food, gas, fun, eating out. And we were shocked at the amount of money that we wasted. And I say wasted in quotes because we wanted to go out and eat. Is that wasted money? Not necessarily wasted. It's something we want to do and we enjoyed it. But if you're looking to cut back or make some changes in your spending habits, that is a great way to see, oh, I don't have to go out twice a week. I could go out once a month, maybe. So you can start seeing those places where you can make some changes financially, some better financial decisions to make you financially healthier. So I just wanted to say that if you've not ever done that, most of us use a debit card or a credit card for everything anymore. You can see where your money is going. And if you really take a look at that in black and white, you might be surprised on how much money you spend. Because in our brains, we don't really put those together and see how much money we've spent because we don't see it. Exactly. And I think the funny thing that you say about that is you can save receipts. You can also go through your bank statements. I think most people use debit and credit cards. The day and age of cash has kind of not come to a halt, but somewhat. So it's almost when you're swiping a card, you're not actually like physically feeling that money go away because you're not like taking it out of your wallet. You're not actually handing over a hundred, two hundred dollars in cash. I think it becomes a lot easier for people to just spend the money. And you know, when you're going to get paid, you might have an idea of what's in your account. Like you said, it's not to say that like you can't go out and eat and enjoy yourself. And especially I think if you're married or you're in a relationship, you have to find ways that you spend time together and you bond. But there are ways you can do that where you set aside a certain amount of money to go out for entertainment. And then you can also do things that are more cost effective. You mentioned going out twice a week. So you can go out once a week and then figure out like a date night at home that is going to be less than another few hundred dollars to go out or however much it is. It's going to vary kind of depending where people live and what they're going out looks like and everything. But it's very, very important. So for everyone listening, if you haven't kind of taken a look at your spending, that's one of the first things that you have to do when it comes to financial health. The second is saving. So this doesn't mean that you save everything, but the importance of saving something even if it's $20 a paycheck, you have to set it aside because there are going to be unforeseen circumstances. And that's something I'm going to dive into a little bit more in depth later, but we've all experienced something that has kept us from going to work, whether it's a child who's sick for a couple of days and maybe we're not getting paid, maybe our health declines, maybe we get injured, we're not able to work for a few months. And if there isn't a little bit of an emergency cushion there, it can become extremely financially stressful individual. But then also if you're the provider for the household, that stress goes into the household as well. So finances just play a huge part in our lives in general. And a lot of it gets overlooked. And it's one of those things where people know that I might be in a little bit of hot water here, but it almost is too uncomfortable to realize to kind of like dissect what's going on in order to get out of that hot water. To do that, the hotter the water is going to get. So it's better to do it sooner rather than later. Let's cool the water down. Yeah, just go ahead and recognize it. And being in the trucking industry, especially owner operators, I mean, they're not making money if they're not driving, if they're not moving. So they don't have, like those of us that work in a job like I, they don't have 
have vacation days necessarily, especially the owner operators. They take off, they don't get paid. So let's say you want to take a week off and take a vacation with your family. You have to plan ahead for that because you're not going to have a paycheck for that week. So it's a whole different mindset for drivers versus someone that might have a corporate job where you have vacation built in or sick days built in. A lot of drivers don't have those benefits built in. So you really do have to plan ahead because those expenses don't stop. You're still going to have to cover those fixed costs that you have as a driver, whether you take a day off, two days off. But I will say a lot of drivers are going to say, I don't have any extra money. I can't put anything in savings. But like you say, it doesn't have to be a lot. You're just talking $20 a week, put something aside and it helps build a habit of putting something aside. And then when you start realizing, oh, I did okay missing that $20, you might find another $20 somewhere in the week and you can start building on that. And then before you know it, you've got a savings account built up just because you started with $5 or $20. You have to start somewhere. Exactly, exactly. And I think small steps is really important when you're making any kind of change in your life. Financial health, I correlate it a lot to physical, mental, and emotional health as well. So becoming financially healthy, it's very similar to becoming physically healthy. If you need to change your diet, dietitians and professional trainers, they're going to recommend we need to make these changes, but we're going to make them in steps. Because if you try and make every single change at once, it's going to be overwhelming. It's going to just be way too different from what you've known. And it's not going to be sustainable. So it's the same thing when it comes to finances. And like you said, you start saving $20 a week, you realize you don't really miss it. And then you find another $20 and then maybe you find another $20. So it just makes you a little more aware of what your spending habits are like and what you can do without spending money on. And once you actually start to see that cushion build, it's going to motivate people more to save because now you know that you can do it. You're seeing the result from it. You're seeing that number and that bank account go up and you have that money there in case something happens and you're going to think twice, maybe three times about, do I actually need to use this money for what's going on? Or can I get by with my paycheck? Like, is it actually an emergency? That kind of leads us to our third thing, which is borrowing. So borrowing is essentially debt. So this could be in many different forms. Do you have a mortgage? That's a type of debt. Is there student loans? That's a type of debt that needs to be paid off. Maybe there are things that have gone to collections in your name. Credit card usage is huge. So I think credit card usage is an excellent tool if you're able to do it responsibly, but you have to be able to do it responsibly. So people need to also make sure that they're not borrowing more money than they can pay back. So that's another really important thing. When we have debt available to us, sometimes we overuse it and we can abuse it. Then we can get into another really not great financial situation. And there are things and tools that can help people get out of them like debt consolidation and things like that. But being in debt isn't fun. That's another part of this whole financial health thing that not only how much money are you making and how much money are you spending, but how much debt do you have? And is it good debt or is it bad or volatile debt as well? So credit cards are huge. And most of the time people don't use them like a debit card. We've got money that we don't really have because we have this credit card. So we go and use it. And then we're stressed every month on how we're going to pay that credit card bill because we've put more on that credit card than we probably should have. So emergency situations come up. Great time to have a credit card available. But that's also with the understanding that debt has to be paid back. So before you put anything else on it, a lot of times credit cards work the same way as the mindset. Well, I want this. So I'm going to put on the credit card because I can pay for it later. 
but is it a need or is it just something that you want? So it's really some self-control too, don't you think? I mean, looking at our credit cards, is it an emergency situation and I don't have the cash flow for it, so I have to put it on that card. Now I'm going to work to pay that back. Or is it, oh, well, I've got $10,000 in credit, so I'll just get whatever I want. Those are two different mindsets. Yeah, they're two very different mindsets. And the way that credit is structured, I think it's a little ironic because you're basically proving that you can pay money back. The only way that you can prove you can pay money back is if you are not spending more money on a line of credit than you're making. Credit card companies, they make their money on interest. So you get charged interest when you don't pay the balance in full. So for people that have those more impulsive spending habits and are using credit cards for what they want and not necessarily what they need and having it there in case of an emergency, the credit card companies are making a ton of money off of you because you're paying all this money in interest. So if any anything. (laughs) Do they need more money? No, they probably don't. When people are utilizing credit, it's good to have it there in case of an emergency. If your cushion isn't big enough for what's going on, utilize your credit card and pay it back. But an emergency is going to be things like maybe if there's a gap in health insurance and you, a spouse or a child, they have to have a surgery and you're not able to pay it out of pocket, things like that. Maybe you have a family member pass away and final expenses need to be paid for and there just isn't that lump sum of cash. There's tons of different things that can be emergencies. But if you're using a credit card on a regular basis, which you do want to do, but you don't want to overuse it, you want to make sure that you're able to pay the balance off in full. So if you're using it for things like dining out, or you're using it for gas to get cash back, or maybe you're booking a vacation to get flight points, hotel points, all those things, you don't want to be putting more on that credit card than you can actually pay back at the end of the month when you get that bill. So I think that's what a lot of people kind of get into a sticky situation with credit is like you said, well, I have a line of credit, but how Having a line of credit is totally different than having that actual cash in your bank account that can be spent. I know a lot of drivers may have to use a credit card if they have a breakdown, a truck breakdown, unexpected. Drivers put money aside for maintenance and things like that. But sometimes it's something big and you try to plan and we're going to talk about planning next, but you literally can't plan for every single scenario. So sometimes that's where that emergency credit card could come in is for a major truck breakdown. And that's their livelihood. That truck's got to be fixed to get them back on the road so they can continue making money. So you may have to use a credit card for some something like that, but you should be diligently working to pay that off, like you say, as quickly as possible, because the longer it takes, the more interest and you end up paying twice as much for what you put on the credit card because of the interest. So that can be scary. And I'll say when I was much younger, you get your first credit card offer in the mail and you're out on your own and you're like, oh, look, I've got this credit card. My husband and I got into some financial difficulty and we didn't have to go through a consolidation company necessarily necessarily, but we did do a consolidation through the credit cards that we had just talking to them and they wiped some of that balance and then let us make a monthly payment on that. But I'll tell you what, that took about three years paying higher payments than what we wanted, but we were committed to it to be credit card debt free probably felt this huge sense of relief for anyone that's ever been through anything like that. If you go through it, you really reap the consequences of kind of just not being financially responsible when it comes to credit card usage. And it's something that can weigh on you. It's something that can be very stressful and it takes a lot longer to get out of it than it took to swipe the card for whatever is on there. And then once you go through it, like I'm sure you and your husband, you guys were like, never again. That is never a chance. (laughs) Not doing that again. Yes. 
That wraps up this segment in our financial health series featuring Sarah Cullen from New York Wife on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. Greg Thompson back with your host, Shannon Courier, the Director of Philanthropy at the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. Shannon, we heard some great information from Sarah, and I know that SCF has a lot of resources that can help our listeners as well. We do, and I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope people listened to all of the information. If you didn't hear all of the episodes, please go back. You can listen to them individually. They do stand alone, but it is a six-part series. Listen and ponder what might be a next step for you if you need to take some of these steps. It's a lot of food for thought. It's a lot of education. It's a lot of things to consider in order to make your financial health stronger, to give you peace of mind for you and for your family further down the line. We have a ton of resources on the St. Christopher Fund website. We so appreciate Sarah from New York Life Sharing. We will have her information available as well if you would like to reach out to her. She is not making anything off of this. There's no sales pitch here. But if you don't know where to start, she would be a good place to start if you're wanting to put something new in place and really start to build that strong foundation or add to an already strong house that you already have. Shannon, you are so right about all of the information that Sarah has shared with us throughout this series. And before we go, I wanted to give you one last opportunity to share with us the contact points for the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. Absolutely. So if you would like to learn more about the St. Christopher Fund, you can head over to our website at truckersfund.org. We would love for you all to connect with us also on our social media accounts. There's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. We'd love for you to join us there. You will see us sharing information about this podcast series on all of those platforms. So whichever one you're on the most, you will be able to find us there. We hope you will consider some of the information that you've heard. Reach out if we can be of any help. Until next time, we're always about stay safe out there. Soak up some good information, make some educated and good decisions for your future. Put a smile on your face. Have a great afternoon and say hello to a fellow driver out there on the road.